When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast, and it's wait till next year. Cubs officially eliminated despite beating the Brewers 10-6 in Milwaukee. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, uh, Ryan Herrera hopefully will join us from what I still like to call Miller Park in Milwaukee. He's in there uh, talking to the players in the clubhouse and David Ross after the game right now. Um it's it's one of those bittersweet nights, right? Anytime you beat the Brewers, you're happy. It's it's ten to six, but the last bit of hope was dashed before the game was even over when the Marlins beat the Pirates and the Cubs were officially eliminated. There's no tiebreaker in their favor, so they can't they can't get there. The Marlins have clinched the last playoff spot, so it's the Marlins, the Phillies, and the Diamondbacks moving on as the wild cards in the National League. Cubs had a ninety percent chance of making the postseason on September 7th. Today is September 30th. They now have a 0% chance. From 90 to 0 in three weeks. To put That's it, all you need to know. To put it into gambling, ter- uh, gambling terms for all my DGens out there, probably around that same date, the Cubs were minus 1,100. To make the playoffs. Wow. Um, and this is coming from uh, Joe Ostrowski from 6-7 The Score. I was listening to him on the radio yesterday. Um, and they were talking about what the playoff odds for the Cubs to make um, to make the playoffs on, you know, beginning of September. And then, so they were, again, minus 1,100 to make the playoffs, probably around that date. Yeah. Uh, and then sometime this week were minus... 1100 to miss the playoffs probably within like the last two days isn't that crazy what a what a three week three week stretch of just bad baseball i mean they were what a bad uh, beat for me i had them to make the playoffs this year at plus 310 uh september september 7th they were also a season high 12 games over the 500 mark now what are they four games over the 500 mark with the win tonight over the brewers which by the way was win number 83. Congratulations. Well, still could be 84 tomorrow. You never know. Are you rooting for a loss tomorrow? Yes, just so that I'm right, uh, to be honest with you. Yes, I would be okay. I just wanted to get that out of the way. It doesn't mean anything. Yes, I will take the loss tomorrow. Just so it finishes at 83, it's a nice number. The good news is Ryan's still wrong no matter what. (laughs) 
<laughs> again, hopefully he will join us. Uh, I don't have a ton of stuff written into the rundown. I, I we, we got our ad reads. I just figure we'll let everybody talk about whatever you want to talk about, right? I mean, yeah. it's, if you want to talk about this game, the one thing that jumped out at me is, uh, yes, Barb, Cody did get a fresh haircut. We're now call, calling it the postseason haircut. We thought it was a rally haircut. Turns out, uh, no, it wasn't. This was not the biggest tank job in Cubs history, Gary. This team was not built to be a playoff winner. Frankly, 83 wins doesn't deserve a playoff spot. In my mind, you're an 83-win team. You probably shouldn't be in the postseason. Well, you know, tell that to the 2006 Cardinals. That's right. I know. I'm, yeah. I know. Um, that team won the World Series. It's bullshit still, but, you know. I'm sorry. I'm pretty confident that had, the, had this team <laughs> stayed hot enough, yeah. I don't think they would have made that much noise in the postseason. I, I mean, you just you can't say it with any certainty. I just don't think they're they were the starting pitching alone doesn't have enough firepower to hang with some. You saw what happened against the Braves. Yeah, I thought maybe they'd be able to have a fighting chance against Milwaukee just because they play each other so much, mm -hmm. and because Milwaukee's so close to Chicago, a ton of fans would would be there, and so it you know perhaps would you know help them out in terms of you know, not feeling like they're on such a big road environment. But, yeah, I always thought, you know, when that when this team got hot in July and, and through August, I was, you know, I was hoping, you know, they'd get in and, you know, kind of not necessarily give us what the Phillies did last year, but, you know, give us, give us something that propelled them into a very exciting offseason, like in 2015. You know what, you know what, Here's here's the biggest spin zone I've come up with. Oh, boy. Here we go. The biggest spin zone of this entire thing. This season, or the ending of this season, of this collapse, has only made me appreciate the 2015 season even more. It's only made me appreciate the 2015 yeah. season more because I know that team didn't win the World Series. But as we've talked about, as people in the chat have probably left comments in there, that team, if they don't if they don't make noise in the playoffs that year, I don't know if they win the World Series in 2016. You know what I mean? No, they, we, we them, had Ben Zobrist in studio tell us that like he believed that was kind of their Yeah. You know, he, and he, he wasn't even part of that team. No, but he <laughs> could he going into spring training, he could feel that that mm -hmm. was like right. the guys that then, had been there were like, we can do this. Yeah. Them winning that wild card game against the Pirates, them winning that playoff series against the Cardinals. And then even though they got swept by Daniel Murphy, I mean, shit, that team, that team really did more than what anyone ever expected. And that team had similar expectations as this one. Uh, but that team also had a lot more talent. This team doesn't have a Chris Bryant. Maybe Cody Bellinger is the closest thing to that. Um, but they, we all, they also don't have an Anthony Rizzo. And they also don't have an, a, 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 well, Danzy Swanson, I guess, is your Addison Russell. But, you know, there's a lot of young talent on that team. And, and veterans too, but at the end of the day, like again, I I think that this season has just made me appreciate the 2015 season so much more because I I tried to manifest it so much, so hard to like make this season feel like 2015. Um, it's not 15, and, it, though, and right? it's, it's just its own not, little different yeah. season. I I can't really I can't really draw a direct parallel to another Cubs season that I can remember. I saw somebody say, oh, 07, oh, 07, oh, 08. No, no, no. Those were playoff this teams. This team's that made the failed. playoffs. And they uh, failed, it's, yeah. not, it's not the 
04 Cubs either. That team yeah. was five. The team that coming in was previous was five outs away from going to the World Series. This team's not that. Yeah. Like that may, had veterans player. They added Nomar that year. Like this, maybe, that's not. Maybe 2019, but even that roster nah, was still better than this just, roster. That was still full of players that, you know, won the World still Series. Still won the World Series. This is yeah. this is a different rebuild. Right. And it's it's just I, I can't compare it equally so, to another team from another year. I've seen different people in the I mean, obviously there's a lot of David Ross will spend a whole offseason probably talking about David Ross. Cornerstone 23 in the live YouTube chat, which is the best way to enjoy the experience of CHGO. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page so you don't miss any. We'll be here all offseason long, five podcasts a week, hour long. So five hours of Cubs talk every week right here on CHGO Cubs. Cornerstone 23 says starting pitching was a mess. No closer, no bullpen, defense sloppy, hitting spotty. They weren't going much further. They did more this year than I thought they would. Jed has to do better. Ross, too. I would ask you, uh, really sit and think about it. What do you think derailed this team in the final month of the season? Because I I will say that I don't know that I predict, predicted anything like this where they lost a stretch cancel out tonight's game because it already was over when they won the game. Yeah. Uh, at least the playoff hopes were over when they won the game. They lost 15 of 20. In the heat of the in the heat of the playoff race, they lost 15 of 20 games after being 12 games over 500. And so I will say obviously that's where it was lost, but you can also go back we've talked many times about games earlier in the season where things weren't the way they should have been. Those were losses. Um, I'll just say I had this feeling that things weren't trending the right way, certainly for the division, when they didn't dominate games against the Royals and the White Sox. Yeah. You know, and they, they were playing garbage teams for a stretch before they ever played the Brewers. There was that stretch where I was like, oh man, this is where they're going to feast. They should feast because then they get the Brewers and the schedule gets a little bit harder. The really disappointing thing is, Weren't they, like, one of the easiest schedules in the second half of the season? They had the e easiest schedule. So they had the their half. feast, but, man, then all of a sudden it was like... I think... Well, this happened against some bad teams. The, the thing was is that stretch that you're talking about, they won every single... They won every one of those series. I mean, they couldn't it was, sweep. They exactly, couldn't sweep they couldn't these sweep. bad teams. Right. They almost they, got swept by the White Sox. Right. Think if, what a miracle it was to take them... Yeah. From getting swept by the White Sox, it took a Madrigal homer, yeah. and then it took a walk off from Morrell. Right. No, I, I, I know. And even all those get those series that they did win against the Royals and the Tigers and whoever else I'm missing, like those games, we had to sweat out. It's not like they won those games easily, too. And I feel like that's that was the story, probably around the at the from mid to late August up until <laughs> tonight. Right, I felt like every game this team was playing was so close. They couldn't ever just win an easy five, six to nothing game. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, to me, at this point, the reason that this happened is they just didn't have enough depth because injuries did derail this team. But a lot of guys stepped up because of those injuries. I mean, the, re the fact that they even got to this point without Marcus Stroman, from the almost the entire second half, 
the guy who was in the Cy Young race for them in the first half of the year, Javier Assad and Jordan Wicks really stepped up for this team and car- like carried them in within the ro- rotation this last month and a half. Put had huge starts, but injuries to Fulmer, injuries to Alzale really hurt them in the bullpen and the fact that David Ross didn't have any trust in some of these other guys, not that they earned any trust because they were playing so many close games, forced David Ross to have to use his high leverage guys that he did have trust in way too much. And whether you want to think that that's the right move or not, that's up to you. I think he should have given some of these young guys a little bit more of a leash considering the more that you throw the same guys over and over, the the wrong thing is going to happen more likely than not, the more time goes on. And to me, that if you want me to complain about his bullpen management, that's the one thing that I would say. The amount of times they had to use, he used Jose Quas. Uh, even using lighter yesterday when he still doesn't have the splitter. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's little things like that. And I've, st- I've put my hand up and I have defended David Ross when it comes to bullpen management all season. But I think here in this last month, it was I definitely have some some annoyances because to me, I just it just would have been it would have made some sense to use Luke Little a little bit more maybe. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you're trying something different because they did. It felt like he was doing the same thing over and over and over, <laughs> and and it just didn't work out. And that's what you said. 15 of 20, you lose 15 of 20 because yeah. you did the same thing over and over and over. And insanity. Isn't insanity. That the definition insanity. of insanity is. And like, so to me, because of the lack of depth and that forced him to be like that or because he is like that, I think that's, that's probably the biggest, that was probably the biggest thing that led to what happened here at the end of the year. So yeah, they need to sure up the bullpen a little bit more. I hope next year we see a little bit more uh, of a chance for some other young guys. And I still think the future is bright. But right now, man, like no one wants to hear that. Things, it sucks. It absolutely sucks. So to me, but, but what death is a big it? thing. But what caused it? Um, a lot of people in the chat want to say David Ross. Here's what I would say. The offense failed late to be consistent enough to put up. I mean, we predicted before this game started. I said, "Yep, nothing. They're gonna they're gonna put up a ten spot tonight, aren't they? And they're gonna win and still get." I mean, we we both said, "Yeah, it's gonna be like ten runs." We laughed. Ten runs exactly. Yeah. The the pressure was off. They could ease off. So the offense failed late. The bullpen failed late. At times, the manager failed late. At times. The front office failed them late because you could see the roster, right? Uh, at times, their defense even failed them late in these key games. Like, surprise, that was maybe the biggest surprise of all of them. If you'd have told me the bullpen's going to fall apart late because of injury and stuff, yes. If you, if you want to say they're tired, okay, maybe they're tired. But they also could have had players getting more days off mm-hmm. earlier in the season. I can blame everybody on the team. When you lose 15 out of 20, everybody's getting blame. Everybody's got blame for something in there somewhere. Yeah. You know, if you want to blame Dansby because he went ice cold at the plate at the end of the season and had some errors, okay. 
I'm not going to blame the whole season on him. Somebody in the chat said, let's talk about Ross and how they could be clinching with a few different decisions. There's so many things I could pile up and say, if this happened, this happened, and this happened, the Cubs should be a playoff team. Really, it's like they are that on the fringe of being a playoff team, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the same amount of things I can also say on the other hand and say, boy, if this didn't happen and this didn't happen and this didn't happen, they're not even close to a playoff team. If Bellinger doesn't have this season, they're not even close. If Steele doesn't have this season, they're not even close. I'll be honest with you, Talkman, the Talkman catch was a gift. The Morrell Madrigal homer game against the Sox was a gift. There's multiple games where you can say, wow, they were really fortunate to win that game. So I'm not disagreeing with you. Do I think there are moments that maybe there was a bullpen misuse or, or roster misuse? I said all season I wanted to see Bellinger bat third. I don't think that's the reason they didn't make the postseason, but I think you can easily look back and say, eh, they they gave Mancini and Hosmer and Torrens and Barnhart, they they gave those a lot of rope before they... Torrens should have never made this roster, bro. They, How the hell does Luis Torrens make the roster? And they're little, those are little things, on but opening they turn day, out... On opening day, how does Luis Torrens make the roster and Mike Talkman doesn't? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we could, I could sit here and complain about Morell not making the opening day roster, but legitimately, with Seiya Suzuki having the oblique injury going into opening day. So, so if you remember, if you watch the season play out, if you remember the first two and a half weeks. We were sitting in the, on this podcast complaining and trying to figure out what the Cubs need to be doing in right field until Say Suzuki comes yeah. back. How in the hell does this organization not realize that playing Mike Tockman would have been the best decision? How the hell did they not realize that? There and the and the thing is, is like I'm I can sit here and complain about it in hindsight, but they're paid millions of dollars to know this. They are paid the money to get that right. It's a small thing, but I'm saying like you that, can't that, it's count little on things Hughes, like that. You can't count on Hughes to be the only lefty in the bullpen, right? I mean, you were counting on a guy who had some success the year before, right? And, and you're going to be like, "That's our guy to get." Like that was a problem. Right. So I, I saw Barb mentioned in the I chat. I forgot Rios was even on the team this year. I Rios, thought I was yeah. flashing he back. Was, to, I thought it was two years ago. He was a guy I thought didn't get enough of a chance. At least that guy had some power, and at the beginning of the year, this team had no Something power. they didn't like that that was not somebody. Uh, Music Man Harp says the, hindsight. Yeah, well, hindsight. Yeah, that's I all we not, can do no now. One it's here over. Is making excuses, dude. Jesus Christ, get it. I wouldn't call any of it excuses. If anything, we're blaming. People. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't confuse excuses for blame. This yeah. team. Well, this team going in, I was never sure was a playoff team. We yeah, know we, that because every we all said. Even if we were optimistic in saying, okay, well, if this happens and this happens and this happens, a lot of those things happened and they still didn't make the playoffs. Now, their final record is probably going to be better than, what did Vegas have them at? 70-something? 77 wins? Is that what Vegas started? Yeah, 77 and a half. Okay, 77 and a half. So they're, they're going to outdo Vegas. By five games. Well, six games now. Potentially seven. 
I would, I would argue with you that I believe they were never a team as good as 12 games over 500. And they were probably never as bad as a team that was 10 games under 500. They're just slightly better than five. They're a 500 to just barely better than 500 baseball team. That's the way it's going to finish. 83 or 84 wins. Mm. They're just barely better than 500. They might be fortunate to be a 500 team. Yeah. But they had a lot of things that happened where you look and go, man, I... They didn't take enough advantage of Cody Bellinger's bounce back year. They didn't take advantage enough of Jan Gomes' really solid year for a 35-year-old catcher. 36. Yeah, 36. They, they didn't take advantage of Justin Steele's breakout run for a potential Cy Young, right? right. He's not going to win the Cy Young, but he's right there. Right. They, they had some big things happen for them this year. Christopher Morrell, what's he going to finish with? 26 homers. Well, unless he hits another one tomorrow. I mean, if he's up at the beginning of the season, there's a potential that he's a 30 home run guy this year. Right. And I know, listen, I know he's a flawed player right now. Mm. Of course he is. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as flawed as he was a year ago. But he, I mean, I wouldn't have gone into the season saying, yeah, Morrell's going to give you 30. I just wouldn't have believed it. Oh, we've got some super chats. Is Joey the first one? Uh, all right, Chris says, they are the Cubs, completely useless by September. I'll see you all in the offseason. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Chris. Why would you have, like, at least you sent us money for that. I said on Twitter, I'm waiting for our, our friend Danny Rocket to take the Counting Crows song, A Long December, and turn it into a long September, September. by yeah. counting Cubs losses. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and what was the other super chat? Joey Smith, $20. I don't know if this has been said yet but i just got here from the chgo blackhawks podcast why on earth has canario not been playing i feel like his grand slam should have given him a boost over at least wisdom right he had a good game tonight <laughs> uh look this is this is what i've He's said slower than i thought this, yeah yeah <laughs> that was a bad sin by willie harris yeah, um bad. i understand the frustration with the usage of canario my thing was he deserved more pitch hitting at bat, like pitch hitting appearances at the very least. I didn't know how they were going to find a way to play him every day because it's not like Morrell had a terrible month of September. And the only time Wisdom got in there was against lefties, which and it wasn't every day. Do I think he should have gotten more playing time over Patrick Wisdom? Yes, I will say that much. But it's not like Patrick Wisdom was playing every day either. So it's just like a very small, it's a very, it's a very small situation. So I think, again, it comes down to what I said earlier in the show about how there wasn't enough depth on this team. And then it, because of injuries in the Cubs bullpen, it forced David Ross to use the same high leverage guys that he had trust in. And they, you know, we're playing in all these close games and he just played the guys that he trusted or the guys who got us here. And again, I don't necessarily agree with that, with, with that, like that as a whole, I don't necessarily agree with that. But do I think if Canario played more this month that the Cubs would have made the playoffs? I don't necessarily think that if he played more, the Cubs would have made the playoffs. So to me, it's a very small percentage. Maybe they, maybe they get one, one or two more wins and, and shit. Maybe that means they do get in the playoffs, but 
I just don't feel like he would have changed much in terms of the playoff picture. That's just my opinion. I understand there's probably going to be people who would disagree with that. Again, though, I do think he should have got more pitch hitting appearances. And sure, why not play more than Patrick Wisdom? But he, again, though, even Patrick Wisdom was playing first base or third base more often than not this month. I felt like when he was in there because Candelario got hurt. So I don't know. I I think the whole PCA and Canario thing is just like they're they they should have used them more, but I don't think it affects the wins and losses. I don't I, I don't think it affected the wins and losses in this month. I think we That's said after the, the day after the five RBI in the Grand Slam, we were disappointed he wasn't in the lineup yes. that right. said when they when those games were played the next day the result had nothing to do with if i remember those games correctly they had nothing to do with whether or not canario would have been in the game right like right. that's the way it played out now am i would i've liked to seen those opportunities maybe a few more times yes not pca i i, I had seen enough of pca to feel like not that he's not a good player i just felt like he was a little Overamped for the situation, right? Like, and I don't want to. I don't want to take that away from him. And I'm happy he was here because I think this is a good learning experience for him. I think this was a good learning experience for a lot of Cubs players. I hope this. I hope this lights a fire under some asses in the off season. You know, I hope some guys got a taste of this and were like, "Well, I don't like the way that ended, and I don't like the way people are talking about us, and I don't like the way people are going to look back at this season now because of what we earned." And if I want to be a playoff team, I better work my tail off. If I'm part of this team next year, I better work my tail off and get better. Nick Madrigal is not the answer at third base. But the one thing I'll say for the guy is he obviously worked hard on his defense because I don't know a single person in the world other than maybe Nick Madrigal that thought he could play defensively at third base. Is it pretty at third? No, but he got the job done at third. Now his bat is a whole nother story. I'm just saying that's the type. Each of these players needs to go into the offseason thinking my career is on the line. My status in the major leagues is on. They've got to approach it like, like they did as guys trying to break into the major leagues. Do everything possible. Go ahead and take the loss now, but don't. Don't let it linger too long. Use it as motivation in the offseason. There's so many people saying David Ross. Joey put up a poll, right? Where are we at on that poll, vote-wise, Joey? Should David Ross, what was it? Should David Ross be the manager of the Cubs next year? 65% no. I'm surprised it's not 80. Yeah. Be, just based on this chat, right? Yeah. Because I can't think of a game that the Cubs won or lost where we didn't have somebody mad at David Ross about something. Yeah. I I will this is the first year you can judge him in my in my opinion. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't be back next year. I'm just saying I'm not going to judge him from the others cuz they were clearly mm-hmm. not major league rosters. Yeah. When you're but this year had more major league quality players on it. We got another super chat here. The Duke. The Duke for another 20. Why do you build me up? Build me up. Cubby, Cubs baby, just to let me down. I think down. he's singing, it's like build me up, buttercup. 
Oh, well, someone else is going to have to sing that then. I don't, I don't know. What Why a collapse. do you build me up, build, build me, me up, up. cubby cub baby, just to let me down? Oh, let me oh down. I got it now. What a collapse. That's it. That's the end of the song, I think. I have to keep him. Uh, uh, the most Billy. important non pitching <laughs> I don't know where the song ends in the comments. Put him at first if PCA is ready next year. Big yeah. if. We're going to be talking all Hit the like for Stay my up. singing. How about that? Yeah, hit yeah, the like huh? for Joey singing. PCA proves not ready to sign. Cody Bellinger signed Shohei. I lost that one. It's on the screen. Uh, PCA proves not ready. Sign Cody, sign Otani, sign third baseman, sign starter, fix bullpen, overhaul roster, Cubs made Chicago look bad, Kaplan rant incoming. A lot of sign, a lot of use fixing. A, can you use a comma next time? Thanks. Uh, grapefruit. <laughs> Thanks, grapefruit. Thanks super chat. Thanks, Thanks for the chat. season. Appreciate the therapy. And yeah, likewise. I appreciate y'all. I mean, we may be your therapy, but yeah. you're also our therapy. Look uh, at Cody. I mean, the fact that he made it through this stretch of three weeks i'm pretty proud of you for the last three weeks there were no just deep weeping shaking in in the chair you know with you know i think i grief. learned there was no grief there was no shaking in grief i i learned from 2022 like my flaws <laughs> all right and i worked on them in the 2022 offseason see cubs he now, worked on those now in the 2023 offseason we go into 2024 i'll i guess i'll work on Getting my knowledge better, uh, like someone in the chat said, I need to do. Earlier. Well, your so. your beer bat chugs have gotten better. Yeah, and people, someone asked in the chat earlier if I'm going to do one. It's like, uh, how can I do? You can't. One? It's a win and a loss. You can't. Yeah. You can't celebrate that. We're retiring the the bat for the rest of the year. Uh, Maybe we'll do one when they make a when they sign Otani. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, Otani. <laughs> yes, there would be oh, tons. Fuck. Oh, wow. Music Man Harp, I think, also had a problem with my uh, singing. Singing it wasn't good? <laughs> well, I don't know. He was upset about that we didn't know who sang the song. He's, 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 yeah, he's upset about a lot of stuff. Um, Man, and, wait a minute. You know, Come on now. We like, don't draw the line. It, it includes the singing. Joey was not alive for that song, okay? I was trying. When you name the song, I, I'm not really good at like knowing the names of songs. It's like I have to hear the who tune. Who is that? I don't even know who sings that. And I know the like, tune. I, don't, I just know the tune. I know right? the tune, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm old, but I don't think I'm that old. All right, I'm probably that. Right. <laughs> the uh, Foundations sang the Buttercups song. Who? The Foundations song. Yeah, I don't know that. That's my parents. Uh, Super Chat 499 asking if uh, the summer of Mike Talkman is going to continue next year. All to be discussed in the offseason. He's didn't Five ask. days a week, five he, he, hours a week. He wasn't asking. He was saying that it will. Oh, you're saying it's going to. He said. Brennan says that it will. It will. Yeah. All right. There's no reason for, to me that he couldn't be the fourth outfielder on this team next year. One more thing. I do see a couple comments here, like guys saying, like, you know, we're going to be live all, all off season too. So just because the Cubs are eliminated from playoff contention, not like we're taking any big break. I believe or Corey and Brendan are doing a podcast tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to do a season recap podcast and postseason preview for the other teams coming up on Monday. And then we'll go into a full off season of, you know, who you want, yeah. who you taking. Well, great. Hey, you guys. Everybody wants every instant gratification here. Everybody wants, what are we going to do with Ross? What are we going to do with first base? What are we going to do with third base? What are we going to do with the outfield? What are we going to do with the bullpen? These are all things we'll talk about all season long. We will grade every single player that was in a Cubs uniform this year. I heard a report, and I was driving on the way in, and I don't know if I heard it correctly, 
I believe Bruce Levine said 16 prospects played this year. Were there 16 players that made their major league debut for the Cubs? Um, that's um, something we'll have to look into. If that's true, here's what I would say. The way I heard Bruce phrase whatever exactly he said was, but there's the Cubs season is likely over. They're not going to make the postseason, but there's reason for optimism. They've improved, and 16 players contributed. 16 prospects contributed to this season, okay? Mm-hmm. And I would say that is also a bad thing. If you were serious about trying to get to the postseason, you know 16 aren't ready for it. Yeah. So that would tell me there weren't enough of the already major league players on the roster. If you were going for it, I understand the luxury tax and all those things they didn't want to do. Do I want to see the infusion of young players? Yes, but only when they're ready. Mm-hmm. Right? right? We saw Caleb Killian come up when he was not ready. We saw Matt Mervis come up when everybody said he was ready. Guys, he wasn't ready. I don't know if he's going to be ready. I hope he is. I hope he can go and work on stuff, but I think you saw now why the Cubs were a little hesitant to just be in the in spring training and be like, ah, Mervis, bring him up, everyday first baseman, go for it. I understand why they brought in veterans. Now, I believe they stuck with those veterans way too long mm-hmm. before they gave Mervis that shot, but he didn't take it and run, obviously. Right. Doesn't mean you're giving up on him, but uh, I don't think you're going into next season saying, Mervis is our first baseman, no matter like they do that, they're crazy. Right? Yeah. They if are they crazy. go into next season and the roster starts spring training, Mervis is our first baseman. That's, wouldn't you shake your head at that and be like, Mervis? There, there's got to be Mervis a, for next year. If 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 you're still a believer in Mervis, which I kind of am, I'm not out on him because it's only a hundred plate appearances. To me, he can be in the running to be like a DH if they don't sign Otani. Right? I think that that that's the thing. To me, like. Un- until until Cody Bellinger is no longer a Cub, if he if he doesn't sign back, and then then you go to Plan B after that, and f- and so on. Like Mervis is like Plan D for me if 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 things don't work out. Oh goodness! First yeah, I, I don't. He's I, like Plan. He's like the fourth option. For yeah, me. I don't think he can be your option at first base. I think yeah. he can be your backup at first base. I think he can be. A guy you have in Iowa ready to come up again. I think he could be a lot of things, but I don't think you go into the season and say into the off season and if, you're and you as you're penciling out what you could do for if, a lineup. I don't think you say if you Mervis were going your first if 2024 is was meant to be another like rebuilding year or no that whatever. word should never be used again. Uh, oh, right. You, you, let me. Can I finish? Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I I heard rebuilding. I was like, I'm done with that. Like, if he would have started this year with the Cubs, we would know a lot more about him. If he would have got called up at the end of 2022, we would know a lot more about him. Instead, now he's got 100 Major League Plate appearances, and, like, to me, that's just not enough to be able to decide on if he's a Major League player or not. So now, again, he's not the guy that you should be automatically be penciling into first base next year. But he is also a guy that I don't want to give up on. And I feel like it's like 
you know, he is the third or fourth option, not even third, the fourth or fifth option, honestly, for first base slash DH next year. Because I don't want them to give up on him yet, but I also know that if this team is planning to be a real playoff contender, trying to take any kind of momentum they have left from this season into next year and into the offseason, Matt Mervis can't be the first option. They got no. they got to they got to take that next step, man. They made great strides this year. They they did. They did make great strides this year. And so like now they got to they got to remember how this the ending of the season went and use that as some sort of motivational tool to fire them up for this offseason and for next year. I also want fans of, you know, the whole process. There's a lot of people that now follow prospects way more than they ever did in the past, right? Because there's so much more information. There's so many great people. Um, Greg Huss, Sumac, all, all, of our, yeah. all of our friends. They do a, a terrific job. But I will say this. Don't overvalue your prospects either this offseason. You have built this farm. I don't want them to deplete the farm system. But it's by trying there's to, a lot of depth, but, six, but 16 debuts tells me the team was not deep enough. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it wasn't deep enough if you were really trying to get to the postseason this year. Okay. So right. I think Owen Casey is I think Owen Casey is probably your most um you know, as far as a position player for next year that we haven't seen yet. I think he's the one that will everyone in the chat. That's who you want to see next. That's the guy next year that I'm most intrigued about. And I, and again, this is taking PCA and Canario out since we have seen them. And I do think PCA is going to have a great opportunity to start out, like be on this roster opening day and, 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 you know, get a full opportunity to play. Like everyone in the chat has been asking. But as far as guys that we haven't seen yet, I think Owen Casey is the guy that, I, that I'm that i most intrigued about for next year. All right, we'll continue our chat here. Uh, hopefully Ryan Herrera will join us. Uh, people saying uh, Cody Bellinger had some interesting comments after the game. Uh, Ryan is hopefully going to join us from Miller Park. Uh, Cubs officially eliminate tonight, but Fubo TV is something you could take all winter long. 140-plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching right away with their free trial, which is no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. They give you 1,000 hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch all your local teams while traveling. Big 10, NFL, whether it's the Bears, NFL Network, Red Zone. This weekend's Ryder Cup is on it. And, of course, marquee as well watch all your favorite chicago college football and nfl teams go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo and that'll sign you up for 15 percent off the first month of fubo pro take it on my phone great streams it's a, it's great for busy times of year you got a lot going on phone ipad stream it to your tv whatever you want to do that's a great great deal it's a great um, invention so chgo has a weekly Pick X and NFL Survivor Contest for everyone to participate in uh, for real money that you can then use that money to get Fubo TV if you want. Here's how to enter. Head to splashboards.com slash CHGO. Link is in the description and, and and sign up deposit cash to get started. And it's just $10 to enter CHGO Weekly NFL Pick X Contest and CHGO Survivor Contest. The more, the more who enter, 
the larger the prizes. We'll be running weekly contests all year, so be sure to keep that link handy. Want to run your own contest? Tired of being the commission on leagues, chasing down people with none of their reward? You can sign up to be a commissioner right through our link and earn money for the contest you're already running with friends and family. Head to splashboards.com slash slash chgo to join in we'll have different contests coming out so we are stoked to compete with and against you all be sure to click the link in our description first time i ever done that ad and uh i would say that was a, a solid you know uh, that was I, I will say that was certainly better than the cub september yes no question a about solid that. b uh steve brady in the live youtube chat says september was a clown show for the cubs <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Flat Earth Poker suggesting we trade PCA for Pete Alonzo. You want to give PCA back to the Mets? Uh, let's see. Fax why, Horton why is ace potential. Don't sleep on Alcantara. Dude, I, I, I don't get it. Took it what? It took 10 at bats for y'all to be out on PCA? Come on now. Come on. Oh, now. goodness, no. No, I, I'm not no, saying yeah, you. No, I'm I, saying people yeah, no, in the chat. Like, come on now. Are we, are we that... Like, are Society we, wants instant <laughs> gratification right now. They the guy didn't get every day at bats, and he had 10 at bats. Something, something close to 10 at bats. Not even 20, at least. Receipts. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no guarantee that he's a great player either, but like... You got to wait it out, though. Oh, certainly. I mean, you know, he's young. Well, just trading PCA would be a bad idea unless you're getting a, a bona fide superstar player. And Pete Alonso's a nice player. He hits a lot of homers, sure. But I'm not trading him for a first baseman. If I'm trading PCA, I want a high-end starting pitcher or a left-handed power bat that plays gold glove defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the guy that we already have that they, they better find a way to re-sign. So if you had to say... <laughs> Frontline starting pitcher to go along with Steele because mm -hmm. you don't really 100% know what Stroman's doing. Um, yet. Yet. We, we have a good idea. Frontline starter. Frontline reliever. Like really, really good reliever. First base, third base. Of those four, what's your what's your dream, or or do you more, go more specific to players? You you telling me just like what position I think is most important? Yeah, well, if they have to fill something, and, and why don't you say center field too? Because third base, center field has a free agent there. Third base for me right now is the biggest where the biggest they could question. make the biggest. Yeah, because even if even if they don't get a front line starter, I still think that they're going to have decent starting pitching next year. It won't be elite i think it will be good and if they can stay healthy then we won't then then there won't be the issues that right. we had this year right um but but that's joker. also why you need more depth in the starting rotation right like so i do think they'll need to sign a starting pitcher but i'm not necessarily saying it has to be a frontline starter to me third base has been a position that hurt this team all season outside of Candelario's you know I don't know how many games that he really contributed in but he, he didn't make a major impact on this team like maybe some of us had hoped he was great like the first 10 games with the Cubs it was like an insane amount of great like no one expected that right but he, he didn't even give us like a middling ground for the most part 
So I, I just know that everybody that's know. willing to like say, okay, well, this is the guy we don't want and move on. Trade this person, this person, and this person. All the players have some sort of flaw right now, right? Yeah. So you just got a rental of Candelario and people were mad at the time. Like, ah, how could we give up DJ Hers? If you're going to get real major league players for a long period of time, it will, it, that's, it costs you at major league baseball. Mm -hmm. So if that's the way you want to go, just remember that's the way you want to go. I, now, I wanted to read this from Jesse Rogers here. This before, is the quote about yeah, Bellinger. Before, before yeah, uh, it, Ryan it, joins. Um, so from Jesse Rogers on Twitter. From Bellinger, I really tried to enjoy these last few weeks. Obviously, there is no prediction of the future. Playing for the Cubs organization in Wrigley Field was really special. How, do, how does that mean he's got like what? Yeah, no, why I is don't, everybody all? I think that's a normal. That? I think I think he's just telling the truth. Yeah, is it the game? The the future's not guaranteed. He, he yeah. certainly wouldn't he's going say, to free agency. He, he certainly, he certainly <laughs> wouldn't say like I. This is my number one choice. All this thing you're trying to get anybody yeah. that you can to bid on you. Exactly, he's out to make money this offseason. And I would—I don't know who said. He acknowledged how much he Actually, liked playing for the Cubs chat. too. There's yeah. a super chat about it, right? Uh, uh, so I don't normally. Yeah, yeah the, the Duke. Duke, ten dollars. I don't usually like to engage people in the chat, but people who think Bellinger wouldn't sign here next year don't understand his agent. Bellinger will go with whoever pays him the most, and he's earned it. I would agree with that 100%. Yep. The agent will decide almost like what they get. The highest number is almost always where the guy is going to go. If two numbers were identical, that's when you start factoring in. I don't want to go here. I don't want to go there. This team's got a better chance. I'm a better fit here. They want me to play first. They don't want me to play first. All of those things. But if somebody's $20 million more than the others, guys, that's where he's going. Yeah. I mean... Wouldn't you? Yes. By the way, I do have a Powerball ticket tonight, so I might not be here on Monday. Just throwing it out there. It's possible I won't be here on Monday. All right. Well, make sure to sit in your seat if you're not here. Uh, yeah. I mean, my reaction to that. My reaction to that. Cody's already. <laughs> hey, that that seat's still warm. Let me get in there. I did good when you were gone yeah. for the month. Yeah, it right? was good. Uh, they didn't start winning till I came back, but that's another story. I'm sorry, I interrupted. Uh, anyway, my reaction to that quote is just, I mean, I feel like it's, it's just, it's, what, it's el what else would you expect him to say? I understand why a lot of people don't feel confident that the Cubs are going to resign him just based off recent history uh, when it comes to free agent Cubs <laughs> uh, or former Cubs that are going to free agency. I, I get it. Um, but the organization's in a different place now. They're, they're The farm system has built, is is back in the spot where they like it and to me they're going in they should be going into 2024 with high high expectations and the front office should expect it too because the fan base is going to be expecting it uh you don't sign dansby swanson say suzuki uh extend ian happ and nico horner uh and you know make make a few of these other moves sign jameson tyone even though he was you know a very much of a roller coaster this year that you don't make all those moves to just be to, to not try to win next year. So it, to not try to win more next year, this year was always really a, Oh, if this and this and this happens, maybe they'll win 85 games and get in uh, next year to me. I'm, I'm putting it, I'm putting my, the, the flag stick in the ground now stuck 
my expectations for 2024 mm-hmm. is NL Central title and and being a real contender for a National League Championship Series. That is my expectations for next year. Right it now. should be. It, yeah, did you have you did you watch? I mean, I know this isn't. We're not getting the front line starters of the Brewers. The Cubs were with that team. They they earned the division. Take nothing away from Milwaukee. They earned it. Right. Uh from top to bottom, they earned it. But that's not that's not a team anybody's fearing right. in the postseason. I'm just, like I'm just saying that the organization is completely different now comparatively to whenever they sold the guys at the twenty twenty one deadline where the farm system wasn't a mess and they needed to reset. They have reset and we've gone through a two year quote unquote rebuild, whatever, seen some success through the rebuild. And now you are going into 2024 with high expectations from this fan base. And honestly for yourselves, like they should, they should. And I'm, 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 I'm not sitting here having any doubt that they don't, that they're not going to try and win next year. So again, that's why I, I am excited about the off season. I think it's going to be a very fun off season for Cubs fans. So I'm I will believe that Cody Bellinger isn't going to be a cub when he's not a cub. So Bell, uh Terry says Bellinger is going to demand crazy Yankee type money in the offseason. He won't let him set uh Boris won't let him settle for less. He deserves it. He deserves it. He yeah. deserves it. I, I don't know what the number is. I really don't. But um yeah. Ryan's almost ready, so let's let's get to uh tell me about Charlie the baking guy. Because I tried this stuff a couple weeks ago and mind blown. It was so good. I still haven't tried it. Oh, you got to try it. But I'm going to read about it and tell you. Uh, Charlie the Bacon Guy is based out of Woodridge, Illinois, and he makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. This product is always all natural. No fancy preservatives product. Order lots of bacon. It's Vacuum sealed and freezes great. Bacon lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge and six months in the freezer. The bacon jam lasts about 60 days in the fridge, mm. uh, usually about 20 seconds in Stuck's house. Oh, apparently. It's gone. <laughs> and up to six months in the freezer. Some of the favorites are maple pepper, French toast, uh, jardinera, a few more. Uh, the, the bacon jam goes perfectly on every on anything. And scrambled eggs, toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, or Charlie's favorite, the spoon. He will deliver it to you, meet you halfway, or even ship it. He will get it to you. The he will get you the bacon on time. Uh, so make sure to follow him on Instagram and t- uh, on Instagram at Charlie the Bacon Guy on Twitter CZ the Bacon Guy. His email is Charlie the Bacon Guy at gmail.com. He's got a website coming soon. So obviously a local. Uh, a local guy. It's not some franchise. Just like go support the local guys out here in Chicago area. You remember the uh, speech from Theo? Baseball is better in the bleachers. Baseball is better. Everything's better with bacon. Everything is better. Not with just bacon. baseball. Everything's better with bacon, baby. Uh, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, then we have some great news for you because Ray Chevy in Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. We're talking to that team at Ray, and they have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when they come into the dealership. Saying things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, the answer is no. And that's when the dealers, other dealers, will raise the price on you, saying the price online 
included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. Well, at Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay. No add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings, which might make the price even lower than what you see online. And as one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because now they have, a, have over 100 Chevy Trax models available beginning at $21,495. That's $21,495 right now through the end of September. Running out of time there. All buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, plus no money down. Best of all, zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. That's all anybody wants. A fair price and give me the price that I saw online. Don't screw me over like some of these other dealers. I know. Ray Price Promise is worth it. I almost have my Mitsubishi Lancer paid off, so maybe I'll go get a new car after I have it paid off. Maybe. I'll tell you, it's worth the drive to Fox Lake. I'll tell you that much, right? Fox Lake, yeah. No question about it. Uh, Ryan, ready to join us here from uh, beautiful historic Milwaukee? (laughs) Miller (laughs) Park. Miller Park. We're always caught Miller Park. There he is. All right, Ryan. Uh, Joey read us a quote from Cody Bellinger. Uh, Cubs Twitter and a little bit of the chat. A lot of people reading into it saying, oh, he's gone. That was his farewell speech. Uh, Please tell us. This is just overreaction because based on the quote, to me, it seems like it's a huge overreaction. I I would agree. I don't think that's a read between the lines and he's gone type reaction you should have to that. I, I don't know. I just, it was, he was asked kind of, you know, going into the off season, not really knowing what the future holds. Like, have you started to kind of consider everything and all that stuff? And that's just kind of how he, how he reacted was like, you know, I really tried to enjoy these last few weeks. Can't predict the future, um, but enjoyed playing for the Cubs at Wrigley Field in front of those fans and stuff. So that was, I don't know, that was a obviously answer based on an, on a question he was asked about his future. Uh, but I don't, I didn't read, I didn't hear it. I didn't read it. I still don't look at it as like he's gone. You know, I know there's some rumors that have been thrown out there over the last day. Um, I Bellinger also talked about really enjoying, uh, you know, his t- this year and, and, and getting to know the Cubs organization. Um, and obviously the Cubs have talked about enjoying having Cody Bellinger in the organization. Um, we don't, yeah, we don't know. No one knows free agency is not for a little while now. Um, and his free agency is going to look different than it did last year, right? The Cubs got him uh, on a one year, $17.5 million uh, deal to uh, kind of reestablish his value in free agency because of a few down years. Um, now he had his bounce back year, and he, that that this is like the goal is what him and Scott Boris wanted. Um, so they're going to go test out free agency, and if the Cubs, you know, kind of pony up and and pay him what that group is looking for, I think they have a good chance to to retain him because he enjoyed his time here, and he you know he only knows the Dodgers and the Cubs at this point, right? He's familiar with the Cubs it's not going to a brand new team if you were to resign so um yeah I don't know no one knows what's gonna look like I, I you know I've seen even just the last few months like just a, a wide range of like projected contracts for Bellinger when he hits free agency so I have no idea um I don't 
look at it as that quote specifically as Cody Bellinger saying goodbye to the Cubs. I look at it as a guy who's going to free agency, um, having a good time with the team that he's on and wanting to enjoy that while he's still here. And if he, you know, if he leaves, at least he has that. And if he returns, you know, whatever. Right. So we'll see obviously what happens this off season, but um, no, that's not the way I read it. Um, when you lose 15 out of 20 games, and you go from a 90% chance of making the playoffs on September 7th to a 0% chance on the last day of September. Something's gone wrong. A lot of people in the chat say David Ross. I said, it's every, it's everything. There's not a spot on the team you can say came through 100% of the time. Is Ross to blame? Yes. I think he'll say he takes a lot of the blame. Yeah. Uh Every play, the pitching, yes. The hitting, yes. The defense, yes. All of it. Um, so what was the what was the mood like afterwards? Because I watched Jan Gomes talk uh, to Taylor McGregor after the game on television, and even he said, well, there's no guarantee I'm here next year. You know, it's, that's a team option. Do you think players realize that tough decisions are going to have to be made this offseason? If the Cubs want to take that next step, you can't just say status quo going into next year. Do you think players realize that this group isn't back next year? It's it's going to be a different team, and hopefully, in some places, significantly different. Yeah, I think they I think they did realize, and I think um, what we're kind of looking at, and, and what they talked about, a lot of the guys that we talked to post game is like how special and and close-knit the group felt uh, to each other right like you know Cubs fans are angry with them right now because they didn't make the playoffs but like those guys in the clubhouse felt like really close and just the way they described the team it felt like a special team for each of them um, so I think that on top of just the disappointment of not making the postseason like the disappointment like you said of that team not like this team not looking completely the same next year as it shouldn't right like this, this there should be changes made to this team um, I think that's part of the disappointment for them is that they couldn't with this group uh, get to the finish line and, and see how far they could go in the postseason um, but yeah like as, as you're saying and there there will be changes made you know we don't know roster will not look different um, I don't believe myself that David Ross will be fired I, I, I say, I'll sit here right now and say that I don't think so um, I mean, we'll see what happens in the winter, right? Um, so I don't know if the coaching staff will look any different at all. Um, but if you're talking about going into next season and trying to improve on whatever steps they did take this season, yeah, the roster has to be, be improved. The roster has to be upgraded um, in specific areas. And so, yeah, like, you know, Jan Gomes, I think he's, um, you know, played his way into a, at least another, you know, that, that option, right? The Cubs picking up that option because I think he was really good. Uh, he was obviously like one of their best clutch hitters. I think he was the best clutch hitter on the team all year. Um, he controlled that pitching staff pretty well, and pairing him with Miguel Amaya at least to start is, it seems like a solid option for this team. Um, but, and there's going to be other areas where, you know, they, they look, they're going to have to evaluate what went wrong what areas need to be improved on. And that's going to be where you look at it and see the rosters. The roster should look different next season in those areas. And that's, that's going to be obviously Jed Hoyer, Carter Hawkins. That's going to be their big off season task is to how 
can you improve this team so that next season we're not sitting here on, you know, game 161 talking about the Cubs being out of the playoffs and, and we're not in the same position next year um, as we are right now. Let's just hope everybody doesn't try to blame the hitting coach again for like the 14th <laughs> time in 15 seasons. You know, can we can we not yeah. go there? Um, or the assistant boy, hitting I, coach. The, know, the chat really, the chat really for, I said to Cody that I can't think of a game this season where our chat or Twitter, I didn't read somebody saying, Ross has to go. Ross has to go. I know They've it's I know it's a popular phrase. And we've said <laughs> yeah. we've said many times in this that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Mm-hmm. This was a mistake. Have there been some positive things? Yes. Um the question is whether or not they will fire will David Ross be the fall guy for losing 15 of 20 and letting a playoff spot slip away with a Flawed roster, but a lot of teams are flawed. Mm-hmm. And do we all sit here and agree that we all think he he will not be fired? Well, I I, think I don't. For- I don't think he will. I'm not saying that's the right move or the wrong move. I just don't. I don't think he will. Yeah. Well, I I think with with that. Well, yeah. I don't. I, like I said, I don't think he's going to be fired. Uh, but part of the reason why I believe that is, you know, Jed Hoyer has acknowledged kind of the hand that he dealt. David Ross this season with the depth, the bullpen, all that kind of stuff. Um, and multiple times this season, he's, he's talked about that. Um, and so if it's, you know, legitimately acknowledging that, um, I don't, I, I believe that he'll, you know, this is the, he, David Ross is a fourth year manager now, but this is that first like full season competitive, like we're getting to the end of the rebuild team, right? Let's make the playoffs kind of thing. Um, I, I think Jed Hoyer, you know, uh, appreciates what David Ross does. And again, I also think he acknowledged what he did wrong uh, as far as the roster goes and the roster construction. Like he has done that. Um, so I, with that, I just, I don't see Jed Hoyer making that acknowledgement publicly and then deciding that we still need a fall guy. David Ross is gone. I think uh, Ross would get another shot next season, but next season is when, you know, as long as the roster is improved, as we've said, and Jed and, and Carter have made the improvements on the roster, then the stakes are higher for David Ross, right? The team is in the same position next season. Um, then you're kind of looking at, okay, like we made the improvements, uh, but what went wrong this season? And then, you know, we talked about it on the show a few days ago, like when things like this happen, the, the manager is usually the scapegoat. Um, I, in this situation, I don't think that a firing is like the likeliest option. Again, I, they could surprise us. You never know. Um, that's just my stance on it right now. I, I don't think he's going to get fired. That that would surprise me. Um, I, I, I don't know. Everybody seems in the chat seems to think that I believe Ross is the best manager in baseball and should not be blamed. I, I don't think you've been uh, watching the podcast yeah. Yeah, or listening to the podcast would be my suggestion to that. Um, I'm Screaming just, I'm just speaking more. my belief <laughs> and my belief is this. I'd say the chances of David Ross being fired are less than 25%. Same. Less than 25%. If I had to Most. guess, I, in fact, I will be borderline shocked if they fire David yeah. Ross. Yeah. So now, I if said, that doesn't happen, what's the next thing you want? I said at the, I, some, I mean, multiple times on the show the last two weeks that if they don't make the playoffs, that I think he should be the fall guy um, and should be fired. But Again, that's just my opinion. But that doesn't mean you believe that it's going to happen. I don't believe it's going to happen, but that's what I think should happen. Uh, 
I just know how the Cubs work and I'm not going to put like, and I'll also at the same time, I, I, if the roster is better, I don't think that the manager makes as much of an impact on the team as his felt like it did in a negative aspect, especially here in the second or here in the last month of the year. So I think there's lots of blame to go around, not just on David Ross, but definitely on the front office too. So um, here's a question for a podcast coming up. I guarantee you next week, I think we should do. Would you rather have your choice of free agents of a free agent this off season or your choice of a new manager this off season? I mean, it's an easy answer for me. I don't think it's an easy answer for some people in the chat. Some people are saying it doesn't matter who's on the roster. If Ross is here, he will screw it up. That's like that's like watch the White Sox, which is the argument for it. Doesn't matter if the Bears draft Caleb Williams, the Bears will screw him up. Is what what that I mean? That's the trickle down effect of Bears football (laughs) potentially. Um, All right, Ryan. Anything else? Uh, Who's Ryan is uh, matters tomorrow. Who's playing? I would assume Steele's not going to start the game now. Yeah, we don't. We didn't uh, get an update on that. But I, I mean, I guess I, I, I'd agree that without one sixty two really mattering, um, I would kind of assume Justin Steele, who's well over his career innings limit or innings total um, in any other season, I would assume that he's probably not going to start. Or if he does, it won't be a long like regular start for him. So we'll see, but um, yeah, I mean, obviously they once they notice the Marlins win that game and officially eliminate them, like Miguel Amaya pinch hit, Pico Armstrong win in the center field. I think you can assume that um, some of those bench guys will be in the lineup tomorrow uh, to end the season. Ryan, yeah, will Bruce Levine be driving you home tonight? Barb Barb is wondering about how you will be getting home, and she is asked specifically if Bruce is going to give you a ride. Carpool lane. Is there a carpool lane? <laughs> Are you riding shotgun? <laughs> Bruce Bruce will not be driving me home tonight. I I don't even know how to respond. I guess. No, he's not. He's, he I will not. Uh, God bless the Godmother. God bless her. Cole in the chat says he'd take Kapler or Council in a heartbeat over Ross. I think we all would. Well, I would definitely take Council over Ross, but I just don't think I, – I think Craig Council is a pipe dream. I think a lot of teams would take Craig Council over their current manager. Yeah, I think like it's not it's not just the cup. Just has a punchable yeah. face, though. He does. He definitely not that I encourage face. violence. Yeah, I do not. But if he does become available, I do think the Cubs should they sh- they should go get him. But I don't think they will. It's gonna be. Tough. I'd rather be disappointed about the players they're not going to get rather than the manager. So that's what that's where I put my stance on. The managerial status. I'd rather have them spend a lot personally. And and again, I'm not saying both couldn't happen, but I would rather spend a ton of money in the off season and make some big moves. I'd rather spend a ton of time worrying about that than I would who's going to manage the team next year. Yeah. Both could happen. Both might be okay. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick fixing the roster. That's my opinion. It's pretty wild how like, on when Joe Madden was on his way out of here, like in his like his walk year or whatever, like how many people were so ready for him to be done, <laughs> and now people are like, I feel like a lot of people still wish that he was the manager now over I David don't, Ross. I will say this: I don't think David Ross is Joe Madden. I don't either. I don't either. And that's I well, I uh, 
I, I, but I will raise, since we weren't doing this podcast at the time, I'll raise my hand and say that I was ready to be done with Joe Madden. I felt like the uh, organi- or the, the team needed a new voice. But if I had to say but, manager A versus manager B, I would take Joe Madden as a better yeah. manager than David Ross. He right has, now, Ross has way less experience for sure. And he has, in, and yeah. Joe Madden definitely won more. But what my point is, is that someone as great as Joe Madden, even like the, the fan base and a lot of people in general were just done with him at the end. And so it's just like, I, I feel like no matter what, we're always just going to hate whoever it is. Yeah, that like, so, just like that's uh, exactly how it goes. Where did I? I just <laughs> saw a good one. Somebody said Lou Pinella. Would you rather Lou Pinella or David Ross? Look, what do you want me to say? Lou Pinella also has more Look. experience and more Look. and one more. What am I a dragon? What kind of baseball you play? Uh, all right, Ryan. Anything else before we let you go? Long drive home. Long September. Yeah, no, just a lot of, uh, you know, we didn't get a whole lot from David Ross post-game. You know, I think, he, uh, not just him, but, like, a lot of the guys were a little, emo- like, not yeah outwardly emotional, but you could kind of tell, like, obviously it, it, it hurts to get um, sent home early uh, before the postseason. So, um, I we'll get him tomorrow. We'll get David Ross again tomorrow and, and um, kind of maybe a little more reflection on the the entire season and, and – and, stuff like that from David Ross and, and some more, some answers to some questions that we, we kind of have right now. I, I have one question. It, and this is all based off what I saw Marquis. And I know you're, you didn't see what's what happened on Marquis, but like, I don't know. I was getting kind of the vibe from Jan Gomes that like he was either didn't think he was coming back or he was retiring. Did, did you like, did you get, did you talk to him at all? Well, and like get that vibe. Uh, you know, we talked to him in the clubhouse. I, I didn't really get that vibe from him. I got the end of the season. Don't know what the future holds, kind of vibe. Yeah. Seconds after they looked up and he lost, he just and showed realized, the most emotion uh, on the broadcast. Contention because the Marlins. Yeah, he just showed the most emotion on the broadcast that the broadcast showed of like you know just going through the uh, you know the process of knowing that the season was over. So I I didn't know if there was any more. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. If I, it could happen, right? This winter, you never know. But um, yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get a sense that he knows or believes either which way of what's going to happen. Yeah. But as I said, like I, I think club option, right? Like so, he, it feels like he's played his way into that. But we'll see if if that's the outcome for him this yeah. winter. All right, Ryan, great job. Safe travels, and we'll be looking for your stuff at uh, allchgo.com. And, of course, Ryan will be with us on Monday when we do our season recap because five days a week, we'll be here an hour for you. Therapy every day. Thanks, Ryan. Is it therapy? Ryan is all part of our premium written content for members at allchgo.com, plus you get 20% off all events. If you're a CHGO diehard, dope merch for all the teams. We have it. Free shirt when you sign up to be a member a CHGO diehard member. You get the members only discord. And of course we have things like our events, right? Like tailgate tomorrow, Wabash and Surmac. You get 20% off that deal. What's included? Goose Island, Firewater Barbecue, Vibes. Vibes. Not having to watch the Cubs game. All of those things. You get to watch the Bears A game. snowball's chance that the Bears win a game. Huh? <laughs> Fighters, punchers, chance. I hope they tie tomorrow. Honestly, actually, I think I'm going to bet that. I'm going to bet the Bears to tie tomorrow. You know, know Bears and Broncos to tie tomorrow. Yeah, I I think that's what I'm going to do. 
better better chance the Bears go 500 this season or the Cubs sign Bellinger and Otani. Oh. Yeah. Better chance I win the that Cubs, Powerball tonight. The Cubs Could have signing Otani and Bellinger. <laughs> you winning the Powerball. Snap, snap, snaps for the Powerball. <laughs> Just for you. That way you, uh, you know, share the love. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it? Uh, you mentioned Goose Island. Yeah. At the tailgate. Well, it's the official beer of CHGO. It's Chicago's beer since 1988. You got the new Oktoberfest here in the fall. Uh, Stuck Stuck loves the fall. I love the fall. Love fall. Um, usually because I love October baseball. Uh, not this year, but either way, oh, you know, September. Yeah, uh, they got the beer hug family, and the three one two, the full pocket pilsner, uh, which is my favorite right now. So, uh, and again, we got the Bears tailgate tomorrow. There's gonna be plenty of Goose Island there. So, uh, if you're coming out to the Bears tailgate, uh, I'll, we'll see you there. Uh, grab ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at at Goose Island. Original Brew House on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. beer. Cubs win, but they lose. Can I can it's I It's over, it's all over. It's over. I can I can I give a little like I guess ending? Yeah, yeah little, sure. Yeah. Give us your little, spiel. Give us your I, I don't know. Give us your spiel. Make it less than sixty seconds though. I am I am, I am sad. I am mentally exhausted, um, but I had a lot of fun covering this year's team. This was a lot more fun than uh, what uh, than last year's team, and I think that the bu- the future is bright. And um, but at the same time, I am fucking sad and, and mentally exhausted. So my advice, if you're watching, is to take that time to be sad about it. Um, and then get back on the saddle whenever you're ready to be hurt again. Because that's what we do as fans. And that's what we do as Chicago sports fans. Because all we know is pain. None of these teams in this city are good. We're quite literally literally relying on an 18-year-old hockey player to save our lives this winter. Okay? That's that's sad. All right? Bedsy. But that's what we do. Because we're Chicago sports fans. So, um, yeah. Be mad. Be angry. But at the end of the day, we're all going to be here watching this team in the spring. Um, so get it all out and then we'll talk to you on Monday. At least I will. So stay positive. (laughs) Stay positive. Wait till next year is what they say. Wait till next year. Uh, thanks to everybody that check was here checking out the CHGO Cubs post game show podcast. Uh, we still have like 300 people in the live chat after an hour of misery and the Cubs being eliminated. Uh, one final piece of breaking news. It is this. At least they didn't lose a hundred. Thanks for checking out the CHO okay. Cubs post game. No show March podcast. to sixty three this no year. No March to sixty three. <laughs> uh, I believe Corey and Brendan are here on Sunday. We're back on Monday at one twenty live right here in studio to talk about the off season. Yeah, we'll talk about David Ross. Okay, everybody ready for that? No. Okay. See you then. Until then, fly the W. <laughs>